Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing, and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Welcome back, everybody, to Caravan of Garbage, where we're going to do something a little bit unique, but not really that unique because it's very much in the purview of this channel and series, Mason. And also other people have done videos on it. Mm, maybe. Mm. <laughs> maybe better? Who knows? That's not for us to say. But yes. Absolutely, yes. So what we're going to be looking at is a series of movies which are based on older comic strips. They're kind of pulp action heroes. Mm, pulpish. Pulpish. Like a bad glass of orange juice. Just pulpish. Yeah, pulpish. We were trying to find like a term. Like a glass of orange juice after you've brushed your teeth. Oh, this is pulpish. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> we were trying to kind of pinpoint what it is about this particular set of movies. Like under what umbrella yeah. they fit under. They, they're, they're characters that all sort of debuted around the 30s, except for one of them, which yeah. is modern, but had they have the sheen of being mm -hmm, mm -hmm. an old school character. Some of them are comic strip characters. Some of them are like radio play characters. Yeah, but we came to the conclusion, well, you thought of this, that... You just know it when you see it. Mm, and you're not interested in watching it, <laughs> primarily. You're like, mm, I don't know, it's kind of like a thing that I like. Yeah. It's kind of like Spider-Man, but not as good as Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, we're going to watch them so you don't have to. That's right. Mm, that's our catchphrase. That is, that's ours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we're kicking things off. With a bang. With a bang. A bang, bang, bang. Very as much from so. A, as if from a Thompson gun. That would be more of a rat-a-tat-tat, -tat, Oh, I yes, feel. absolutely, yeah. Oh, pfft. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Keep the best one of those yeah, for definitely. the video version, I think. So we're going with Dick Tracy from 1990. Mm. And I guess if there was one thing, one positive thing I could say about this movie yes. is that I love 
a big weird swing at Absolutely, something. Absolutely, that's true. And yeah. this is one of the biggest weirdest swings. Oh my god, could, one of the you could big, have. That's uh, absolutely. And all, and the thing about it as well is. Oh yeah, leave a like. Oh yeah, yeah. The thing about it being a huge because we hate these. <laughs> yes. So leave us a like. Any good place. So absolute least you can do. No, that's not it. That's Otherwise, not it. we'll find out where you live. We'll go to your house and we'll make you watch these movies. <laughs> that's right. We'll do a little fun little marathon <laughs> slash hostage situation at your house. <laughs> We don't really hate them, but no, anyway, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best part about uh, taking a big swing at this particular character is nobody remembers who he is. Yeah. For good reasons. We'll talk about it later. But mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. what I think has happened here, and I think it's the same thing that happens sort of in the modern era, is that somebody who loved a character or a series or a movie back in the day or a toy or something like that mm. has, has come to adulthood and has gotten in the movie industry and is like, you know what, I think kids would like that thing that I liked when I was a kid. Yeah. Like a Barbie or a Transformers or a G.I. Joe, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Such is the same. Snake Eyes is going to be in these videos as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Just you so know, people know. You know it when you see it. But I, th- that's the case, I believe, for Warren Beatty. Yeah. Academy Award winning, big time celebrity. Because Warren why Beatty. would he do this? Well, yeah. So apparently he learned to read. Yeah. Through Dick Tracy comics. I hope also some formal education. <laughs> but, but but according to him, reading Dick Tracy comic strips in the newspaper and, you know, why not? Kid's looking for a bit of excitement and he's a square-jawed, two-fisted detective and mm-hmm. that's basically it. That That is you know, basically it, yeah. That's pretty much it. I love when a star or a director, they get to a point where they go to the studio and they go, I'm going to make this thing and it's not going to make any money. And the studio has to go... All right. Yeah, well, he before this, he did he did two things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of swings, he did a movie called Reds, which is about the first Russian revolution. Mm-hmm. And he won an Academy Award for that. And then he was in the movie Ishtar, which everyone hates. Yep. On the balance of Hollywood juice, he had enough to be like, I'm going to make... I'm gonna make this, but yes, yeah, so like he was Bonnie or Clyde. Yes, that's he, right. He was he was one of the biggest stars of his era. Yeah. If you weren't alive in that era, and we weren't, it's mm. kind of hard to comprehend. But you know, he was who, who's the who's the equivalent? He's he's a he was the Vinnie Chase of his era. Oh, absolutely, that's right. <laughs> uh, and so yes, I mean, look, the the very short history of this character on the big screen, mm-hmm. he'd had some you know black and white uh, serials back in the day, yep. and. Uh, Radio plays, probably. Yeah, almost certainly that. Yeah. We, we, we cannot confirm or deny. But most famously, a long-running comic strip. Absolutely. Ne- yeah. Never really made the jump to comic book. Mm. Occasionally, you know. Yeah. But often a collected, you know, a, sort of a, a collection of A strips. compendium. A compendium. Oh, great word. Thank you. Terrific word. Uh, but anyway, so there was a lot of interest throughout the 70s making a big Dick Tracy feature film. For some reason. Mm. And a lot of the time, Warren Beatty was sort of on a lock to star in that. So various movie studios uh, bought the rights from uh, Tribune, yeah. which was the the uh, publisher of the comic strips, and attempted to make various Dick Tracy movies. And they all fell through for various reasons. At one point, I think Chester Gould, who created Dick Tracy, was like, I demand full creative control on this. And they're like... Absolutely not. We're, we're canning this one. <laughs> I think at one point, Walter Hill, who directed like 48 Hours and Red Heat, yeah, he right. wanted to direct uh, this with Warren Beatty to star. But I think Walter Hill wanted like a grim and gritty kind of like a modern yes. take on that, like a 48 Hours. And Warren Beatty was not about that for his No, that's right. He, was, he, wanted, he wanted a silly cartoony version. Yeah. But silly? A sincere Cartoony yeah. version, yeah. But and anyway, a bunch of them fell through, including that version. Martin Scorsese also was yeah. on board. Like he was officially on board at one point, which would have been a very different project. Absolutely, yeah. But then, uh, crucially, 
the all the rights lapsed. Mm-hmm. They went back to Tribune, and then Warren Beatty bought them himself. He paid three million US dollars, like of his personal. He's out of his. He cracked open the piggy bank, <laughs> with which they all had back then, and he paid three million dollars, which you might be like. He overpaid, but he got a lot for his money. We'll talk about it later. Absolutely, and we so, will. And then he was like, he's going to direct it, produce it, and star in it. And mm. in 1990, it came out. I think of this movie, visually, it's very interesting. One of the things that he's done is that he's only really used the six original colours that were used for printing in the comic strip. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's like there's your reds and purples and yellows and whatever, and there's no real shades of anything else going on there. Mm. I guess you could compare it to like, it's like a slightly more colourful version of Sin City. Yeah, I had that thought. Yeah, the murdering and all that. Well, it's well there is the murdering. <laughs> there is so much murdering. For a PG-13, I assume. So this movie came out in 1990. Sin City started in 1991. Oh, okay. And I, I believe Frank Miller, creator of Sin City, has said his, his influences were like, you know, old school gangster movies and stuff like that. He just saw Dick Tracy. He just saw Dick Tracy. <laughs> he just saw all the freaks in Dick Tracy, and he's like, "Nah, I'll have a bit of that." Oh, how do you feel about that? All the freaks. I love them. God damn, big head, tiny face, wrinkles, mumbles. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Just everybody's a horrible ghoul. Flat guy. Flat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. A, lo- a lot of them unrecognizable. Eighty-eight keys. Not really a freak show, but you know. Yeah. Comb over. Is that the comb-over guy? Yeah, that's that's yeah, Mandy Patinkin, right? Mandy Patinkin, yeah. Wonderful. Love him. Uh, Love his inclusion. Yeah, so yeah, visually interesting, but I think aside from that, it's kind of hard to care about the main character because I don't care why he's doing it and what he's doing. He's doing it, James, because he has a sense of justice, mm. and that's it. Well, apparently in the comics, the main gangster in this played by Albert Pacino mm-hmm. killed his first love or his parents or something. Okay. I can't remember it can what be it was. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not mentioned here at all. Mm. He's just a cop trying to do the right thing. And yeah. frankly, like, I don't really care whether you win or not. Right. That's of no consequence Beca- to me. Is it because he's constantly, like, taking away their right to a phone call and stuff like that? Yeah, like, he's not be- reading them their Miranda rights? He's a bit rude. He's got a big He's got a big hot light on Dustin Hoffman at one point. Mm, yeah. yeah, all of that, yeah. I think there's some things that does work in this relationship-wise. You know, there's this kind of a love triangle between him and his best girl and Madonna. Madonna's in this, by the way. She also, this was also the inspiration for Vogue <laughs> as well. Uh, she wrote a number of songs for this. She released mm. the album I'm Breathless which is uh, songs from and inspired by the movie Ooh. Dick Tracy, which includes the song Vogue. It's not in it, but it's... Right, right, okay. It's in the movie, but it's, it's on the soundtrack. It's on the soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think the kid's good. He's also from Hook. He's, he's a fun little mm. ragamuffin running about. He wants to be a mini Dick Tracy. But yeah, I think you've nailed it. It's that there's there's nothing to this guy, you know? No, yeah. He just... I mean, And that's the point, obviously. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know, are you supposed to insert yourself in that, are you? Well, I guess, but also I think because, the you know, it comes from a serialised comic strip. You just open your newspaper every day mm. and there's three panels or whatever yeah. and you're just in the middle of it and he's just chasing up the latest freak of a bad guy. Yeah. You know, there's no time for him to, to dwell on, like, the horrors of his past and why he chose to become a police detective and et cetera. Mm. It's just like, well, I do what I do. You need five panels for that. That's and they right. normally only add three. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been a fold-out <laughs> yeah. or a pop-up of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another thing I think is interesting... Maybe the Sunday edition in full colour was just him, like, crying at a window, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> mom, dad, ah, uh, whoever. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I think is super interesting about this is that Warren Beatty, because of his Hollywood juice, he convinced Stephen Sondheim 
to write five original songs. Now, he's known for like West Side Story and Sweeney Todd and Into the Woods. Yeah. That's probably a whole other video that somebody else... Yeah. Patrick Williams did a video on this. He'll talk about it more. It's yeah, a great video. Right. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like that, and the, like as you mentioned, like all the, the stars that are involved, you mentioned... Um, mm. There's Mandy Patinkin, there's Al Pacino... Dustin Hoffman. Al Pacino was in Godfather 3 the same year. Wow. Two great movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, bloody Dick Van Dyke is in this. Oh, yeah. The district Attorney. Bloody James Kahn is in this. Oh, yeah, James Kahn is in this. just a it? whirlwind of stars and freaks. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd probably recognise this, but Danny Elfman was hired to compose the score because of his work on Batman the previous year. But on working with Beatty, Elfman said, Warren was insane. Ah, Let's ta- let's put a let's, let's Danny. You were in Oingo Boingo, <laughs> Danny. Let's talk about that. Talk about insane. <laughs> calling a band Oingo Boingo and his abs. Have you seen that guy? It's insane. He's ripped his jacked. How's yeah, he doing yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about the insanity of Warren Beatty though, because there's a lot of things said about him over the decades. Mm. I've got a some l- say he's so vain that he would think that song was about him, and maybe it was or something. I can't mm. remember. But there's been a claim made in a book about him in 2010 that he'd slept with 12,775 women. Now, we did the math on this, right, before the show. <laughs> we tried. We're not good at no, it. No, we're not good at it. So we worked out through the power of Google that he lost his virginity at the age of 19 and he's now, currently, at time of recording, 85 years old. But... He would have stopped having sex decades ago. <laughs> well, that, and he married Annette Benning <laughs> in 1992, mm. right? Around then. Shortly after the release of Dick Tracy. Correct. Mm. So that is roughly a 35-year window mm. for him to have sex with 12,700. 775 women, which works out to be 365 a year, which is obviously one a day. Mm. Now, that sounds impossible (laughs) and unlikely. Mm. Warren Beatty himself has said of this, that would mean not just that there were multiple people a day, but there was no repetition. He also didn't deny sleeping around during his heyday. Look, I never misled anybody, and I'm a nice guy. There you go. Official quote. That is so true. Here's some other things about Warren Beatty. Okay. Gene Hackman turned down the role of Lips Manless because he couldn't bear being directed by Warren Beatty again after his experience on Reds. There you go. Sean Young was originally cast as Tess Trueheart. That would work. Yeah, she was nearly Catwoman as well and a bunch Mm. of other things, but was fired after a few days of filming by Warren Beatty. Afterwards, Young publicly accused Beatty of firing her because she wouldn't sleep with him. But Deborah Ruff, Charlie Corsmo's mum, who is the kid, mm-hmm. later disputed this, saying the rumour was that she had become too demanding and they just decided not to put up with that. Beatty also issued a statement saying, I made a mistake casting her in the part and I felt very badly wow. about it. Wow. He was also dating Madonna at the time. Madonna and Warren Beatty, they met around the filming of this, apparently he proposed... Probably on set. Probably, yeah. If not before. (laughs) They might have met the day before. Mm. Apparently he proposed to her and she stalled on the question of marriage, so he ended their romance and claimed what he'd given her was actually a friendship ring. (laughs) But also that's what happens in the movie. It is, yeah. Nobody can commit to getting married in this movie. Nobody's doing it, Mm. yeah. So there's a lot of that going on behind the scenes, you know? Look, some people will bring facts... Or thematic observations. Or math. But we will bring just unsubstantiated rumours <laughs> and half-remembered quotes. And I think that's important. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. So there's this character called No Face in it, by the way, or something. The blank. Blank face. No face man. Man with no face. 
um, who's killing all the mobsters and seemingly manipulating uh, Dick Tracy and gets him in jail, but he gets out, whatever. And then at the end, it's like, who is this? It's Madonna. It was Madonna's character. Uh-huh. Uh, spoiler alert, obviously. So that's the ending. And that's not before there's a scene where Warren Beatty just tears into a street and machine guns probably 50 people. Oh, my God. And just the, the, the combat tactics in that man's mind, which is just stand in the middle of the street with a Tommy gun and just slowly turn around. Does he reload? It's a comic strip. Yeah. Doesn't really matter, does it? Mm. But, yeah, I just feel like everything around this movie, and this is obviously reflected in this video, is way more interesting than the movie itself. I think so, too. I mean, there's some standout little bits. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day, and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. 
I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. There's a moment where... Uh, There's Dick- a food montage. There is a food montage. There's a moment where... um. Where, where Dick Tracy has to uh, rescue a character from being given like the, the, the cement straitjacket uh, yeah. method of death. And he does that by replacing the guy with himself in the cement <laughs> in the cement mixer. And so he just emerges covered in cement. You could just hit around the corner, mate. Yeah, yeah, what pretty good. Yeah, he seemingly has like knowledge of 15 seconds into the future because there's another moment where they think they're going to ambush him, but he just set up his trench coat like mm. he knew. Because he was finding out information about the gangsters so he'd, he'd be able to get the, the jump on their plans. Except this time, I guess he just realised that they maybe knew that at this point. Mm. Anyway, whatever. Again, it's comic strip logic. And speaking of comic strips, Mason, as a fan of the comic strip, Warren Beatty apparently wanted to use pretty much every character that he possibly could in this. Okay. In case he never got a chance to make a sequel. But then he just knocked most of them off. Yes. But in case he never made right. a sequel. What if he did? He'd have to bring him back from the dead. Or use Flattop Jr. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about sequels. Okay. Or more specifically, the future of this franchise. Because this was supposed to be like, you're the Batmans or... 
Whatever. Well, that's true. A lot of people have said of this movie, oh, it's just a... And I think, you know, because the timelines get muddled, yeah. you know, the further we go into the future, mm-hmm. a lot of people have said, oh, you know, this was just to capitalise on, on the success of Tim Burton's Batman. They were pretty it's, much in it's production. It's a little close, yeah. They were too close. I think they were in production. You know, you mentioned Danny Elfman earlier. I yeah. Think they were There's too, definitely an overlap. Yeah, but they, I yeah. think they were too close in production. I think what did happen, though, certainly, is they saw the massive success of Batman. Yes. Executives saw it in the previous year and went, this will do... Huge numbers because we don't understand the difference because they can't tell. <laughs> yeah. We're in the future and we can tell. We know already. We already know. At time of recording, it's been more than three decades since mm. Dick Tracy 1990. And I don't know if you've noticed this, James, but there's been kind of a boom in like comic book, comic character to movie adaptation since oh, yeah. then. You noticed that? Have you felt that? Yeah, I you saw, felt that in your waters? I saw Blade Trinity. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's the one. It was pretty good. That's right. Even... Your fellow comic strip stalwarts like Flash Gordon and the Phantom yeah. got TV series reboots on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, you know, so it's weird that ah, oh, we should probably have to do Flash Gordon, don't we'll we? We probably have to do Flash Gordon. I didn't, and, I didn't account for that. And I think we should do the Phantom TV reboot as well. We'll talk about it when we do the Phantom. Okay. It, we'll squish it in there. We'll squish it in there. But yeah, you might be thinking to yourself, well, the Batman has had literally one million sequels since then. Why no Dick Tracy thing? You know, you'd think anybody with any kind of financial sense yeah. would see where which way the wind was blowing, you know, in the last decade or so and just gone, let's let's knock it out here. Tri- Tribune owners of the Dick Tracy comic strip surely would be jumping on the bandwagon Absolutely. if there's money to be made. And just to jump ahead, we normally do this closer to the end, but the budget of this was $46 million. It did blow out and the box office return was $162.7 million. So it... It was a hit, like a moderate yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did, again, it didn't do as well as Batman, but it did enough yeah. to warrant a sequel. To warrant a sequel. Oh, <laughs> good night, everyone. No, we, do, oh, we have you've got things going. to say. I, do have I things can to see say. your notes. That's true. Just read them. Just yeah, read them, right, just fine, read fine, them quickly. Okay, <laughs> just burn through them. We'll get, it, we'll get Siri to read them. <laughs> yeah, so you would think that the Tribune, upon getting their... The rights back after this movie was made, you would think they'd just make another Dick Tracy movie or something, something. a TV series, anything. Yeah, you know, a Saturday morning kids cartoon. But they didn't um, because they made a bad deal. Remember that $3 million that Warren Beatty paid for the rights? Turned out he got a tremendous deal. Mm-hmm. He got what seems to have been a, a perpetuity deal, which is not that un- uncommon. No. So the reason you see, for example, Fox making so many... Fantastic Four or X-Men movies, despite the fact that they they got increasingly worse, yeah. is because they had a deal with Marvel, the the comic publisher, that if they kept making these movies, they would retain the rights. Mm-hmm. So they'd keep doing that until they'd squeezed the absolute last dollar from the public possible. And they did. And they absolutely <laughs> did. And then Marvel had to buy 20th Century Fox yeah. to get the rights back to those characters. But even more so than that, I think it's interesting that... Clearly, the contract Warren Beatty signed with Tribune didn't even specify what he needed to make. They made the deal with him in perpetuity, but they didn't tell him, okay, by the way, Warren, if you want to keep making Dick Tracy stuff, you have to make a full feature film that gets released in cinemas and it has to be 90 minutes plus. And you have to be in it and whatever, Exactly. They just, in the contract, they didn't predict YouTube or Turner Classic Movies. But we did. We did. Oh, we know that now. That yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the, the future. future. We're yeah. in the future. Clearly, they just said, you have to make something Dick Tracy related and maybe you have to be in it. Yeah. Because what he's done, <laughs> and you can track these down on YouTube and I highly recommend you do. Because they're weird and bad? They're weird and they're incredible. <laughs> I honestly, one came out this year and it's maybe my favourite piece of media that's come out. 
So <laughs> what seems to be happening is Tribune contact Warren Beatty and they say, hey, Warren, we'd like the rights back. We'd like to make something yeah. with this. And then he has a certain amount of time to make a Dick Tracy thing. And so far what he's chosen to do is, is release two things, two pieces of content. Yeah, content is the right word. Both of which have been shown once and only once yep. on the channel Turner Classic Movies. One in 2008, the mm-hmm. Dick Tracy TV special in which Warren Beatty in character as Dick Tracy is being interviewed by Leonard Moulton, TV critic Leonard Moulton, about being Dick Tracy yep. and the state of the world in general. He clearly kept the coat and hat. Yeah. And then in 2023, uh, he released, again, one of my favourite things, <laughs> Tracy Zooms In. Yeah. In which... It's way weirder than yeah, the previous one. In which Leonard Moulton again and Ben Mankiewicz, uh, Turner Classic Movies host, get on a Zoom call with... Warren Beatty in character as Dick Tracy and then just Warren Beatty as himself. Oh, it's also a retrospective of the previous special, special that they yep. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Years prior. Maybe there's a sequel rule. It has, to, it has to be a sequel <laughs> to the previous thing. I don't know. It kind of plays like a Zoom meeting, but it's not mm. edited cleanly. There's yep. weird pauses. There's weird stuttering. Often Warren Beatty will just be... Or Dick Tracy. <laughs> they're both there. They're both there and they have a... They haven't spoken in years because of some sort of feud between them that was a, a result of a misunderstanding. They, they missed having lunch at the Polo Lounge or something. There's no way we can do this justice. <laughs> Just go, immediately quit watching this video. Go to the YouTube search bar above us and type in Tracy mm. Zooms In. It'll be there. If it's not, tweet at us and I'll find it for you and I'll give it to you personally. <laughs> Dick Tracy talks about like the state of media and movies mm. and all of that, but cl- like he's 85, so it's, it feels 10 to 12 years too late, the and, things that he's talking about. Dick Tracy critiques Warren Beatty's directorial oh, that's right. issues and efforts in the pre- in the original movie. And yeah. God, it's great. Yeah. It's so niche. And then at the end, they go to lunch together. Mm. So it's Dick Tracy and Warren Beatty sitting across from each other in a very obvious split screen. And they're supposed to be having a conversation, but they're just both talking at the same yeah. time. Great. Yeah. Really bizarre. Oh, my God. And look, again, there'd be so many options these days. Like if, you know, a man so vain, he probably thought the song was about him. He probably thought that. He keeps claiming that he's going to make a sequel to this. He's going to produce something. But he's just made these weird specials. And I think at this point there's so many options. You could do... You could do Grim and Gritty. You could do a modern reboot. You could do Young and Sexy. Oh, yeah. You could do it straight-laced. You could do a comedy. You could do a prequel where Tracy's just a guy in a regular suit and tie, and at the end the police chief's like, you did good, kid. Pick a trench coat and hat from our wardrobe of weird colour options. (laughs) And he goes, I think I'll choose a weird shade of yellow. Credits. Tracy. Yeah. Because the movie would be called Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's my take on this. Yeah. And I, I don't claim to know the man. Really? Is that something that you've previously claimed? I don't have time. He's too busy sleeping with women. You can't get a hold of him on the phone. (laughs) But I feel like maybe if he made another one and it was bad, people would go, why do you hang on to this license for so long? It's It's worse than the last one. Yeah. But if he hands if he lets the rights lapse, somebody else takes it and makes a movie and it's really good, then he's gonna look like a guy who hang again, who hung on to this this license for way too long. Like, why don't you let somebody else have it kind of thing? Yeah. But if he just makes the one and he always claims that he's gonna make a new thing, you know, then nobody else gets a chance to show him up. And Is then that... he and then he dies and he doesn't know what happens after. That's true. Brilliant. Yeah. Anyways, it's time for Dick Trivia. Nice. It's a trivia segment. Make don't up... Google that, by the way. No, 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 don't do it. 
Makeup designer John Caglione Jr.'s final design for Big Boy Caprice matches the intended design. Is Caprice pants? That's right, probably. Matches the intended design conceived by Al Pacino. And since then, he's become Pacino's personal makeup man in all of his films. I would just love to see... You know how Al Pacino kind of got stuck in Scent of a Woman? Mm. Like that kind of performance? Yeah. 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 I would love to see like that big boy Caprice look like carry over into like Heat and Scent <laughs> of a Woman and Glenn Gary, Glenn oh Ross, my God, yeah. Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. Oh my God. I'm oh, speaking of, look, again, I don't know the man and I can't get him on the phone. But if I could get him on the phone, I'd be like, Warren Beatty, here's a few options for you. How about this? The Irishman-style reboot. They could de-age you. Absolutely. You'd do, you'd do, do a modern thing and they could de-age you digitally. Or, how about this, what about a Telltale game? Yeah, You okay. can provide the voice. Oh, are you going to go and explain to him a Telltale game? No, are his you? grandkids can do it. Okay. God duh. <laughs> Producers apparently lobbied former President Ronald Reagan to play the role of Pruneface, but this was nixed by Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty is uh, openly political, fairly left-leaning, my That's understanding. That's right, he's one of those Hollywood liberals. That's right. Mm. And I think Reagan was in the depths of dementia at that point, I'm pretty confident as well, okay. right? Being brought on set would probably knock him off at that point, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. When Tracy leaps off the side of the building onto a lamppost, he smashes his face into the pole. Warren Beatty was asked about this scene years later and if he felt bad for the stunt person, but he said, that was me. <laughs> pretty impressive, 50-year-old man doing that. Yeah. I like it. Mm. And it counts as a sex, he said. <laughs> that's how he's doing it. Yep, that's right. Okay. Accidental falls count. <laughs> he's racking them up these days. Some other names that apparently were considered because he wasn't always necessarily going to be Dick Tracy, but we had James Kahn, Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, Paul Newman, Robert Redford, George C. Scott, and Tom Selleck. Mm. All under the one trench coat. That's right. So we talked about box office and budget and all of that, but this actually became the highest grossing film of Warren Beatty's career. And here's a quote from Al Pacino in regards to this film. Does it start with Hua? Hua! Thank you. A wonderful artistic film. <laughs> a wonderful artistic film. Even though now it's like it doesn't even exist. Yeah. Whose fault is that, Warren Beatty? That's the thing, right? People don't know about this. Mm. And I know a big part of that is because he's just holding on to the rights. But people don't talk about this. Mm. Just like they don't talk about The Shadow. Mm -hmm. Just like they don't talk about other movies we'll probably talk about. Yeah. What is it about this, that the movie in itself, that is so kind of like, who cares? I don't, I mean, look, as much as I want to say, okay, well, the thing about comic book movies and superhero movies that makes them successful is that they have heart and they have, you know, the, the good ones, they have heart and they have, you mm. know, uh, uh, they have they have themes and so on and so forth. I think the thing about a lot of comic book movies is they have cool as hell gadgets and cars and stuff. He's got that watch? Yes, he's got that watch. <laughs> Post-Batman 1989, mm. I think people will, you know, because that had, you know, a tragic backstory, yep. but it also had... That scene where he flies the, the, the bat wing over the moon and makes the bat symbol and he flies it down and he shoots a bunch of rockets at the Joker and then the Joker has that really big long gun. That was freaking sick. That's freaking sick, right? And we never did work out whether that was an extended gun or he just had a really long barrel down his pants leg. No, we did, James. It would have been an extended gun, right? Yeah, because otherwise... he collapses it. You see him collapse it. I don't see anything. <laughs> and I, quite frankly, I... <laughs> I resent the accusation. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, look, I he's just not that interesting. I think that's it. Yeah. Again, everything else around this? Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's a reason that, you know, your costume superheroes made the jump to, you know, the bigger screen or to comic books and... No, etc. And I, I don't think Huffy's got what it he takes. He hasn't got it, kid. That's right. You ain't got it. Mm. I mean, you know, he's got a, he's got an iconic look. Yeah, obviously. I agree. But that's a, that's about it. That's about you it. Know? Anyways, 
Come back next week for famous 1930s character, The Rocketeer. <laughs> it's from the 80s. He yeah. really screwed this up, didn't he? The Rocketeer. But I'm looking forward to talking about that yeah. one. And if you do want to see that early, you can actually head over to bigsandwich.co where these videos always go up early, don't they? That's right. That's not the only thing that goes up there. We also do video game Let's Plays. We also do movie commentaries. We also do bonus podcasts. Our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows, that comes out there Sunday as opposed to Monday. We can just check that out on its own YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple, or whatever, whatever, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, final thoughts on Dick Tracy? I didn't love it. Yeah, I wanted to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when all those guys got shot. That was, that was cool. I thought Breathless Mahoney, too horny. Yeah? Yeah. Dial it back, lady. Yeah? Just settle down. Settle down. No, remember you're in a PG-13 movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and we're in the future. I mean, we know that, but she obviously didn't. That's true. All right. Thanks, everyone. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.